Welcome. Welcome to the While My Batteries Charge podcast. Join us as we talk about all things radio control. And now, your host. Folks, this man, he is the king. Mr. CCXRC himself. Tony CC. Tony CC. Hey, what is going on, you guys? Welcome to another While My Batteries Charge podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about RC crawling, and we're going to be hearing about that from uh, Mr. Harley Designs. Josh is with us, and so we'll bring him in here and let him kind of share a little bit about his background in RC, and we'll banter and whatever as we go. So, welcome. How's it going? Good morning. Well, good morning on the West Coast. It's afternoon kind of. here, and it's snowing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's fairly nice out here. I was, uh, it, I mean, it's almost eleven o'clock. I haven't been up that long though. I was up very late last night working yeah. on cars. Now, do you have so, any builds? Because you normally have builds for competitions you start, and I know that you and and Matt were just talking about like which ones you were going to have ready for the Vegas something. Uh, well, the, this year Scale Nationals is Scale coming Nationals. in. April. So that's like four months away. Um, so I'll need three trucks ready for that competition. And is that uh, one in the, Vegas or no? Where's that nope, one? That, it was in Vegas this year. Oh, okay. Uh, it travels every year. Okay. So this year coming up, it's in uh, Alabama, Little Rock City. That's right. It. He wanted the, you to the drive actual, there. Yeah. The actual name of the town, I can't, I can't recall, but uh, it's near Gadsden, Alabama. Been there before for when we used to compete in we, I always call it comp crawling. This is also comp crawling, but it was, you know, the ones that didn't look like a scale truck. So yeah. I've been there several times for that, but yeah, I have to get trucks ready for that. However, none of those are even started. Well, kind, I've got one kind of started here, but it, barely it's concept. Basically. And when is it? I, I might've missed. When does that happen? I think it is. I think it's April. Okay. That's yeah. probably a good time if you're going to be in Alabama because after that, it's going to be swampy. It, like it's going, you know. And I'm from the Midwest, so the I'm used to sticky. Yeah. Although I've been in California now for like, it's going to come up. We're coming up on six years here Dang. in January. I mean, almost six years now. Um, so I have acclimated to it. I go back home, and the the humidity hits me, and I'm just oh yeah oh I can't. <laughs> well, see, we moved to Virginia Beach, and that was just. I mean. Where we lived was outside of there, and, and the um, the landmark was the Great Dismal Swamp, so <laughs> it was it was sticky. So being back in the Midwest is like, oh, thank God! <laughs> like it feels like less, at least by like- evening. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, I want to. You know, a lot of people know your stuff. I've been following you since I. I mean, I just started in. Well, it's been eight years now. So 2013, I got into RC. Didn't know anything about. I mean, we had some as kids, Radio Shack ones and the Lobo, and we had a really cool uh, four wheeler that my dad got us back in the day, a little Yamaha looking, awesome right. actually. I think it was Nico that made it, but I fact oh, I'm trying to find it because I saw it on eBay. I'm like, man, that still looks like a wicked like RC when I look at it. Yeah, exactly. Some of those older ones now, just like, man, actually, I think I could do something with that. Yeah, but yeah, give it a little oh. upgrade. Yeah, so I started watching you back then. You were either you had a garage space with the little cut in the gray and the orange, uh, then you had the psych, right. the white psych wall or paper, and yeah. then a basement so, with like ceiling tiles or something. It looked like a yeah. So that was all in uh, where where you saw that. That was all in my house in uh, in Missouri. That was all in the basement, like. The one space was like half of the, or, you know, a third of the basement. And then that other little studio room was directly adjacent to it. Okay. Um, but it was all just downstairs and it was an, it was an awesome shop. But, um, I, fr- I, like I first started in RC 2004. Wow. Okay. Uh, and I was back, I was back in Nebraska, which is where I'm from. Uh, okay. I was in college at the time and, you know, I just like, I had RC when I was younger, my, you know, we were like, my dad was never into RC of any sort or anything like that. So like when I decided I wanted to get an RC car, it was just because like I had one when I was young yep. and I was just like, I'd like, like, maybe I want a good one. And <laughs> at that time it was just like your choices of RC cars were you got a Savage or you got a T-Max. Like those were the two RC cars that you got because uh, that was just, you know, back then you'd look at the magazines and it was just, 
every aluminum hop up or spinners you could put on either of these two vehicles at the time, you know, <laughs> like there was, I remember looking at the magazines and it was like the guys in the magazines wanted to be like orange County choppers. You know, they were trying to do theme builds. With oh, like, really? <laughs> there was, oh, it was man. just that type of time. It was, there wasn't and, the aftermarket support that there is now for a lot of these. No, for or those vehicles, there okay. was, okay. That, it was, that was big. just those two. You know, and I'm sure that there was others, but that was what you saw. You saw you could buy everything aluminum for either of those two vehicles. Yeah, and I know Um, some of the race buggies had that kind of a thing as well going on where they had them, but for the non-racer. Yeah, and so, you know, I was just going through and, you know, I was buying the buyer's guides and the magazines and, like, looking, like, oh, do I want this and do I want that one? Um, And then I was on the Internet at the time, which was, you know, Slow. internet was kind of sucking, but <laughs> but <laughs> I was on uh, RC Universe and ran across like a sub forum with a video, which even then, like finding a video was terrible. But it, uh, I someone was uh, crawling with an RC truck, which was an, an unheard of kind of genre at the time, and it was a terrible video, but it looked cool because they were crawling through like a little like a drainage ditch, you know? And I was just like, Oh, that's kind of wild. And they, uh, I found a link to a new website that had just started at the time. And it was RC crawler. Okay. So I was yeah. like, huh? So I went over there and, uh, law, you know, created a, an account and it was, I was like the 100th member, you know, Dang, like wow. right in there. And it was just, uh, you had to, come up you had to build a car from things that were available there was no such thing as 1.9 or 2.2 vehicles really everything was based on a tamaya txt or a clod buster so or you know there was also like the x factors or people would take a, a an emacs or a t-max and try and cut them up and then lock out the suspension to turn that into a solid axle like just use that whole front bulkhead kind of a wild time um Huh. But I ended up buying a, a Tamiya TXT1 used on eBay. And that's what I turned into my first uh, my first crawler. Wow. Now so. you look at those, and when they're on the trail, you're like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's some suspension have, right there. Talk about oh, that articulation of one inch. That's yeah. Some stuff. You know, and well, and then, you know, it was. It's one of those because you see everything come full circle or it's actually not even full circle. It's just there's certain things like back then we didn't know what worked. Right. So we thought suspension articulation was what you needed. Yeah. And people who get into it now think suspension articulation is what you need. (laughs) Right. So We took and we put these crazy long savage shocks in these seven inch long shocks to be able to take our front axle and put it completely sideways. Oh, yeah. 90 degrees. And, you know, it just, it that only works if you have no weight <laughs> and it doesn't work at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we didn't have, so we, but we had to build everything to try and figure out what would work. Mm. You know, the, we would, uh, our, we had, can't tell you how many chassis back in the day were made from plastic Walmart cutting boards because you had to go find material and there's like, these things are three bucks and they were a big piece of plastic and we cut them up and drill all our holes. And (laughs) that's crazy. Did what you had to do, but you know, it was a long road of learning and experimenting. So you were at the beginning of all the crawling stuff when it was, people were figuring out how to do it. There was the axial days before. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was no parts advertised as available for crawling or anything like that. You just, found other vehicles and then we're like we can make that into something man it's so, crazy how far it's come yeah and i mean we were i remember back in the day at the time when axial was going to start like we had known it in advance like yeah this company uh you know they're they're starting they are going to make wheels and tires for us like because we didn't have, there was no beadlocks available like we just we glued tires, things like that. And Axia was going to make a beadlock wheel that we could just use. It was out oh, of the man. box, a beadlock. We're like, <laughs> what? This is amazing. Mind blown. <laughs> just like the uh, real trucks. Yeah. You know, you could, fu- there was some people who were making some. Um, and at the time, you know, it was, they were, 
very expensive or one-off type things. Uh, and just it's still, we didn't have hardly any tires that worked for anything. Um, and we weren't really going for scale at the time we were going, we were pretty much solid performance, you know, chassis didn't look like a, a scale ladder frame. They looked like a, you know, twin vertical plate type setup. Hmm. So it's, uh, I, I've got a document that I've, I've had on like my Google drive and I'll add to it every once in a while, just like milestone dates throughout like RC crawling history of like when this happened, when that happened, when this truck released, you know, like just to kind of, cause it was before, an RC crawler history. That's what I think that's exactly <laughs> Harley what designs. <laughs> like one day I'll find a way to put it all together. It'd, it'd be published into a hardcover book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. So I got into it because I made a bunch of mistakes in the beginning. I was the super excited new guy into RC and wanted to try every new thing. Uh-huh. And I was into bashing stuff. And I was like, well, I want a crawler. And then I bought a Yeti because it crawled, but I could also go fast with it. Well, it couldn't really do either. Well, exactly. And I broke it a lot. Um, yeah. So says every Yeti owner. <laughs> <laughs> I've, however, I did learn how to fix, uh, the AR60 axles, which was has come in handy when I got into the monster truck stuff, and they put those on the SMT10, so that was good. Exactly. Now, did you come into RC with like mechanical knowledgeability, or was it just like this is where you had to to learn it? My dad was an artist, and um, I think he showed us how to change oil one time. We had, gotcha. not, I mean, we built decks, and he did you know stuff with wood and clay and art stuff and you know i had a t-shirt shop and vinyl um vinyl sign shop but uh yeah no he was an art teacher by trade had a screen company that he'd go to after uh work and and do that on the side as his retirement kind of job so which they grew to be pretty big um but um yeah no i had no (laughs) i learned everything what i know about cars i learned from rc cars right yeah, so, no, I, you know, that's that, uh, it so happens for, a lot though. It's the as opposite like, for know, me. I look at an axle from a Jeep and I'm like, oh, that looks just like the SCX 10 where the, everybody else is like, hey, these toy trucks look just like my real axle. <laughs> I was the opposite way, you know? So yeah, was my... I mean, as I kind of went in RC and I was, I was going, I like, I started when I was in college and had zero dollars. So yeah. even if there would have been a bunch of parts available on the market, I wouldn't have been able to buy them. Like right. it just wasn't the thing. So uh, I graduated from. And that's where people don't realize that this hobby really is for adults who have that extra money in a lot of ways, exactly. that free I money mean, to play with for all the, when you want to go to the the higher end yeah. upper stuff. Yeah. You know, and it it's a, it's an odd thing to explain to people, but yeah, you know, it's a spendable it, yeah, income. <laughs> and once I graduated from college, I moved to Kansas city. Uh, I graduated with a, a degree in civil engineering and I moved from uh, Omaha, the Omaha area. I grew up in a small town North of Omaha, but I uh, moved from Omaha to uh, Kansas city to, to work for a, a private consulting firm there. And one of my coworkers, he was big into rock crawling full size. Nice. So it was, and I was like, oh, well, I'm playing around with these toy cars, you know, but it was, it was pretty amazing because I could go and like, I would wheel with him or, you know, he was in a, you know, full fabrication mode. So he was, you know, his, his buggy was basically ground up. So at that whole time I was learning how to, you know, all of the full size things as well. And you hadn't done that before the welding and all that was that you learned it on the go with him. Well, well, or the welding stuff I I learned on my own for RC mainly. Okay. Um, But then that would also kind of translate across, but you know, I would do a little bit of full size design work with him to help on that just because I was a little bit more CAD. I was going to say CAD background for your civil engineering. Um, So things like that. And it just kind of kept, you know, kind of just the ball rolling. I ended up competing in full size rock crawling competitions 
um, along with him and, and another friend of a friend that used to compete with him specifically, they, they traveled in the, we rock circuit, which is the full size world extreme rock crawling. Right. Um, and then, uh, after he was done driving, his spotter took over for driving. And then I spotted for him and we, uh, we competed at, at nationals for, I think just a couple of years. Um, but had a great time with that. And that was spotting for full-size rock crawlers is almost exactly like driving an RC crawler. Cause you're outside of it and you're driving, you're looking, yeah. you're trying to get, <laughs> it's, it's just like, it's just like driving one with a delay. Yeah. Cause you, and they don't always do what you tell it to like the only difference. Well, and we're getting a little uh, luxury nowadays with these, with the new cars, like the Bronco and the, the new uh, defenders that have that peripheral camera oh, system yeah. where you can see everything around your car that you're approaching or is about to scrape down your side. It's oh insane. yeah, exactly. And it's almost the opposite in the full size rock crawling because the drivers you're strapped in so hard and usually, you know, the seating position's low and you get like, they can't hardly move Luna, around yeah. enough to see anything. So they're just like, you have to tell me what to do. I can't see anything. Like it's That's crazy. So, did you ever think, hey, this could ever be a full time job, or did that just kind of fall into place? Like, you so know, because when I, I know with YouTube and stuff, that side of it, the video side of it, everyone's like, oh, I want to do YouTube, like because I was a video person, oh. you know, that's where I come from. My background's in video production, and people are just like, I just want to do YouTube and you know make that thing my my job. And so is that right. RC for you, like as you're learning all this stuff, or has it just kind of happened? It was it was weird. I mean, so. As I got, you know, I was out of college, all of a sudden I had free time and money, which was some two things I didn't have at all in college because yeah. I had to, I had to work when I wasn't in school. And then I had so much school, like, you know, I had, I had none of it. So I started being able to get some parts and things like that. And then at, at that time I started posting on RC crawler a lot with the builds, you know, and I was super detailed about it and uh, took a lot of photos, put them all up there but I could also design parts. So I would design them in CAD and then I'd post my CAD drawings, things like that. Yep. And I ended up getting some, some phone calls back in the day. And uh, one of the huge stores and producers of parts then was called TCS crawlers or the, the yep. crawler store. Yep. Uh, and they, he, Kevin was the the owner of that. And he was just like, he messaged me, he goes, Hey, would you be interested in designing parts for us? And I was like, Sure. And I remember it was when the Wheelie King came out and oh, yeah. he uh, like that came out as a two wheel drive only. And the chassis was way up or the servo was way up in the chassis. and had that weird steering. I had designed a servo mount for it and I just posted it up for free. I posted up a template like here, take this template, put it on something, cut it out and you can bolt it on your Wheelie King. And he shot me a message. He's like, Hey, you mind if you like, you'd be interested in designing some parts. I was like, sure. So he, uh, he just started sending, he'd send me cars and parts and like, all kinds of parts and things, anything that I needed, he'd send me, which was amazing. I was yeah. like, I could just build whatever cars I wanted. And I started designing a bunch of parts. Um, and he was always just like, Hey, like you should just like, come like, just let's do this full time. Like come work with me. I'm like, I'm like, I've got a really good job. Like, <laughs> like for what I don't think I'm going to make more money yeah. playing with RC cars than my professional civil engineering career. And he's just, he always kind of, you know, hit on that. And I was like, I don't think so. Uh, but being that I was still doing that, I was still getting parts and I was doing more and more builds as, as time went. And then uh, it kept going. Uh, I did some design work for Axial back in the day. Nice. Uh, I did like their, their 1.9 and their 2.2 ripsaw tires. Okay. Uh, designed those, you know, those came on the, the Wraith and uh, that came on some of the, I can't remember which ones the ripsaw. Like tread on. patterns and all the, that stuff you had to do in, yeah. In CAD. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah, designed those in, in CAD and, and sent those off to them. Yeah. You know, just little things like that. Just, it was always one of those, it was just peripheral. It was extra money, you know, get a check from Axial. Like, ah, look at that. Sweet. Like, <laughs> so, and then, you know, time just kept going and I kept, I started getting into videos later Yeah, and I started working with, and that's when I started wishes. following your stuff is when you started doing the videos. I wasn't yeah. on the forums. Just so much I, info, information. It was like overload oh, on yeah. the forums. And the only reason I started doing videos was mainly because of uh, Fataba. 
So I've worked, I worked with Fataba for since 2007 or eight. I can't remember what year it was. I think it was 2008. It was 2008 for sure. It was right before nationals. Um, and they were coming out with a new radio at the time, which was going to be pretty perfect for us. And it was the four PK. Okay. They had the, the three PK before that, but the four PK was going to be the radio that we needed for competition rock crawling. Um, and it was long story. Not so long. I got a bunch of messages from a guy who seemed to know some stuff. And I was just like, what, what, what do you do? And he's like, well, I actually work with Hobbyco at the time, who was the main contact for Fataba in the U S. Yeah. So we started working together and then I got on with Fataba and they started sending me radios. And it's really, if you've ever, if you ever owned, that's, a, that's radio, pretty much like having somebody send you a gold bar, like here, it, right. <laughs> you ever owned a Fataba radio? <laughs> me? No. No. Okay. Well, for I don't have any do, gold bars to or, trade yeah. for it. For those that do, they may understand that programming a Futaba radio, not the clearest thing in the world. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot, it's very Japanese. So like, this is the way, this yeah. is just how, like, this makes total sense to us. So I started putting videos up on how to program certain things. Like, here's how you program a three position switch on this Futaba. Here's how you do dual ESC programming on this Futaba. And it was so Even much easier Even on the to easy ones to program, that can be tricky at first to learn. Exactly. So I just did those videos. And because it, it was so much easier than photo, text, photo, text. Fo- so I was like, oh, I'll put up a video. And it, and I just started doing those. And then that later turned into doing more and more video. But uh, that's really why I started was just because. How to? How to videos? I was working with Hotaba and it was easier. So that's and that was awesome. on my old, my old YouTube channel, which that was, uh, it was called Bird Reynolds. <laughs> like, which is still up and it still has those videos on it. But that's good. That's um, good. But I, you know, I then made a new channel when I was just like, I'm going to do more video. And I made like Harley designs. And that was specifically because it was like, at the time you couldn't rebrand your channel on YouTube. Yeah. Like it just was what it was. So, and I'm still glad that I did so that it mine isn't Harley designs, but it's at youtube.com backslash bird Reynolds. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I rebranded it. <laughs> <laughs> so where did Harley designs come from? Uh, that was the, the forum days. Uh, you know, like you go onto an internet forum back then you had to come up with a username, right? Yeah. Well, I wrote a Harley at the time. So, <laughs> and you did design work and the design part came later. Okay. It was, I think my screen name was Harley 0706 at the time, (laughs) (laughs) you know, because that's how you did things back then. You had letters and you had numbers after a name. So, uh, yeah, it came. And then when I started designing later, it just became Harley design somehow. That's funny. Mine was a forum name too, but it was CCRC. Just my last name is CC, but I just got rid of the, all the vowels. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) And then I tried to buy the domain name. And I didn't have it, and the the logo has that X in the middle, so I I just added an X to it, and we call, and from then on, Done. every forum after that had an X in it. So, although on Ultimate what was it Ultimate RC, it's still CCRC. Um, <laughs> Is that forum still up? I don't know. I doubt it. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I'm gonna it's look a, while we're talking. Ultimate RC was that Jang's channel? It was. That was. Yep, Ultimate RC. The YouTube is there, but it looks like no. I don't see it pulling up. RC Universe is still there, though. RC, yep, that was a big one. Yeah, no, yep. it's gone. But it, it had something, it got attacked, and he never, I mean, it wasn't his thing anymore. He's into Legos and... Legos, yeah. Yeah, I mean, probably way more lucrative, I can say that much. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> From a YouTube you know, standpoint. Like you're, like you're saying, how everyone's always like, yeah, I want to do YouTube. I'm like, you should find another way to make money. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> People interested in RCs. People are interested in so many other things. <laughs> like, yeah. Bigger uh, audience out yeah, there. If if I wanted to make money on YouTube, let me tell you, I would I would not do it in this area. I would, you know, it would not, or I would not do it in RC. Is what I mean. Yeah, you know? no, you could just I do would, it on your cats. I mean, that yeah, would be would a throw, million dollar channel right there. I'd throw flour on my wife when she walked in the door or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like ah. Gotcha. Yep. <laughs> Funny cat videos. Exactly. <laughs> it's so yeah. true. I don't, I don't need any more excuses for my wife to buy toys for our 
The cats, yeah. Our cats. <laughs> I was so jealous when you uh, you got your latest one. I can't think of the name. Um, Chief. Chief? Chief is our, our new one. Um, yeah. I've wanted a Bengal cat for a long time. And uh, I'd been looking at them, like, you know, Savannah cat, Bengal cat stuff. Yeah. Um, I actually got taken by an internet ad for a cat. Oh, dang it. 500 bucks uh, yep. deposit gone. Uh, yep. But it's all they, through Google, those, like ads and everything. You think it's legit. Everything checks out. And they're good at it. They're, man. And they know. They know that you can get a soft spot for cat people. Like, oh. Well, no. Because breeders, you know, you, they're. Yeah. I mean, I talked to them so, on the phone. Everything seemed. Wow. Good. Yeah. Because I was so, so leery. Our, yeah. Ours are uh, Cheetos, they're called, which okay. are um, half Bengal and then half Aussie cat. And. We uh we had we had two bangles before. Um and we're just like we love our bangles, but there's some things about bangles we don't love. So we got these uh <laughs> we got these out of a, a breeder in, in Arizona and yeah. man they're uh, I was never a cat person before, but my man, wife. I was ready to get on a plane, whatever, yeah. So the, I, know. I know you did. So you yep. went with you to get them? Oh no, or? I had to go by myself. Oh she was <laughs> we got them during COVID too. Uh. So it was just like you know, you will go die for my cats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was never a cat person. My wife turned me into one. Yeah. Whatever. I, I embrace I, it now. Yeah. Well, I don't have it now. I, I jokingly, um, I have a cat cup, one of these Tervis ones that has all the different types of cats. <laughs> I was a joke when I got it, but, uh, we kind of turned into cat people a little bit, but, uh, yeah, know. it happens. Anything for our pets. So anyway, we sidetracked to that from you could yep. have made money on a YouTube oh, <laughs> channel for exactly. cats. So bringing it back around, so people that are wondering why we got off topic. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, so you talk about now. So now you're working with Vanquish. You moved because yep. that was a big change. Like you had your whole studio set up, and then like you were the conference room YouTuber for a while yeah. there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it did happen. You know, I. I wasn't I sure if you that. were going to be able to do other content for, you know, I was, was kind of oh, curious right. how everything was going to go at that point. I, you know, I was too, but, um, so I had my engineering job and as my career progressed in engineering, um, you know, I was, a, I became with engineering after you graduate, you have to work under a professional engineer for five years. Then you can, you can take the test and become a professional engineer. I did all that. Um, and then as you do that, you know, your, your career keeps moving forward. And honestly, I was spending my days just doing politics, like from one meeting with one official to another, like public official, just like back. And honestly, I was just getting, it was, and you, then you, you know, it, it was just becoming something that I was becoming less and less excited about mm -hmm. um, and a little bit more, disgruntled all the time. Uh, and I talked to uh, one of my coworkers now, Jim or Ripper machinist on, mm -hmm. on Instagram. Um, I, I talked to him every day on the phone. He'd leave the shop. He'd call me. We'd BS. Um, and you know, that was for years and it was always one of those things like you should, you know, you should just move out here. Like come, come work out here full time. And I was just like, no, I like my job. I like my job. I'm not leaving <laughs> engineering. And then as time you came, secretly I hated more, your job when as, you get into as meeting. that became more and more of a thing, like me not liking my job. I think I was leaving the, uh, the office one day and I think it was late. I think it was midnight or something like that. My time. And I think I called him and or we were talking on the phone. I was just like, he said it. And I was just like, are you serious? Because I'm pretty pissed off at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you could turn me like, right now. And he's just like, why don't you, why don't you fly out here? So my, uh, Nicole and I, we jumped on a plane. We weren't married yet. We were, she was just my girlfriend at the time. <clears throat> and we were actually, we were engaged. Um, but we jumped on a plane and, and came out here to California and kind of went through everything. And I was just like, here's the, here's the offer. And wow. went back home and, and chewed on it for a little bit. Uh, and then we're just like, Hey, let's I was like I want to do it and she said I'll do whatever and uh we put the you know got our house ready to go on the market and sold the house and I went into my boss <laughs> in in the office and I'm like 
<laughs> Guess what? <laughs> uh, I, no matter you what, know those I still toy cars I play with. <laughs> Remember those things that you guys are always super pissed off that you could tell I was screwing around a lot on the internet doing during work. Like it was a point of contention at the office. I was on the internet forums a lot during work. Yeah, but that's how it goes. And uh, I still cared about my job. And I was on a project that I had been wrapping up for about two years because that's how engineering projects go sometimes. So I was just like, here's the deal. I'm leaving. Um, but here's when I'm leaving. I gave him five weeks notice. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Let." so it was a matter of like, I'm going to try and get you guys through this project, which was a very difficult project at the time. I was like, I'm going to try and get you everything I can before I take off. And uh, so I, I, you know, professional courtesy, even though yep. I was leaving the industry and I could have just lit a match and walked out the door. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, did our thing. And then that's awesome. It left and uh, moved out to California. And yeah, now I, I came out to California initially and, and yeah, like you're saying conference room and I was, I'm, I'm not sure. Do you ever watch any of your old videos? Oh gosh, no. Dear God, no. It's the worst thing, right? <laughs> They're like, awful. I wish I could, I wish I could delete every video that I've ever made. That's older than like six months, like always just yeah. as that time goes, it should just keep deleting the old stuff. Yeah. Cause anytime like one of them comes up or I like need some information out of one and I open it, Ugh. I'm just like, Oh my God, this is disgusting. When but, people comment on some of the old ones and I go back to try and figure out what they're talking about. And I'm like, Oh God, this is awful. <laughs> it's just whether it's production value or whatever, but, um, for a long time. Yeah. I, I was in a apartment and I didn't have a workspace in the apartment. So I filmed and worked on cars at the, at the office and I did it in a conference room there, but it was, it's a machine shop. Like, so it sounded terrible. There was background noise. I was literally having to yell, which that's what I, now when I watch those videos, I'm just like, I'm so disgusted by them. Like I would literally go delete them right now. It's, I still yell but, though. And even now, like this isn't how I would normally talk to somebody. I have a much, oh, yeah. much quieter talking voice, but it's very boring. If you oh no, I'm very sleepy. I'm just, I'm as, but you have I'm a good a, cadence to yours. I mean, it feels very like yeah. you, you're ripping through stuff. Yeah, Information. I'm just a opinionated a hole <laughs> all the time. doesn't really matter where video or not, but <laughs> <laughs> if you owned a hobby shop, you'd be that guy where people are like, nah, I don't like going there. Yeah. I don't want to talk to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> We all, we all have them. And that's what it's like. People are always like, yeah, I don't like my local hobby shop. I'm like, it's because there's so many of us that are opinionated about things and you go in and they have a different opinion. And then if they're not on board with your idea, they just, you just don't like that shop. They- See, yeah. It, right. And <laughs> that is one thing I go to, like, if I go to the hobby shops, I don't, I don't say anything. Yeah. I need this I paint. Just, the, the only reason, like when I go to the hobby shops, like I go there and I see friends that I know, like, you know, being that I'm in like in the business now, like I deal with them on a, a you know, like one of the guys is the buyer for our stuff. And I, yeah. so we, we're usually bullshitting about other things <laughs> that are not RC in the slightest. Right. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> but, just, just random banter. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would do yeah, when exactly. I'd go to our hobby towns in Virginia Beach. I just knew the guys. So we just sit and hang out and they yeah. probably I, was keeping you, them from working. So now <laughs> it looks like you've got a decent hobby shop around where you're at now oh they we got some crawl man it's getting me into crawling again so we've got awesome crawler shops i mean they've got other stuff too but they've got yeah. like courses indoor it's michigan nice. you got to have indoor stuff so but yeah it's a lot of fun um yeah because you had nice shops back before but yeah i'd seen your social media here lately and you were posting some videos going to you know popping in into a place honestly it's so nice to have a, a good hobby shop yeah like kansas city had two um, and they were, they were good hobby shops that didn't have a lot of, of scale stuff. But if you needed something that was a, a necessity type item that you expected them to have, they did. And yeah. they were good people. Uh, and for those reasons, I like that was important, especially when I moved to Kansas city and I was like only being able to start buying stuff. Like there was things I didn't know or didn't do well. And they were, yeah. there was some just legitimately helpful people like hobby town on, North Oak, if you're familiar with Kansas City, <laughs> it was not. like my home hobby. It okay. was like familiar with my home hobby shop. Obviously, you're not, but I, 
the, I've the been there listen. before. No, I've, I've gone and, and shot videos there in, in Kansas City and St. Louis. Oh, and yeah, St. Louis was um, interesting because they needed your help because they were blocking off all the roads to keep traffic <laughs> and the drive bys from <laughs> happening so easily. Yeah. So, yeah. I've, spent, I've made some tours of, uh, of St. Louis in those type of situations as well, yeah. like inadvertently, but yeah. So you had a great shop and they, they helped you uh, get steer you right. Yeah. They, you know, just some basics, like honestly, some early basic things that I just needed. And it wasn't push. like I went in there asking for help. They're just like, Oh, you should be doing it. And I was like, Oh, and it was just helpful things that have lasted through, through my time. And man, it's, uh, it, it's really helpful. And it, it sucks when people don't have good shops and I get it. Yeah. We have, we have like, there's a lot. I haven't even been to them all yet. Like Michigan, Michigan's a state that just loves hobby stuff from outdoor activities, from fishing, skiing, you know, um, off-roading vehicles. I mean, everywhere there's sand dunes. There's just lakes and rivers and stuff everywhere out here. And we have um, two of them where the guys are actually hobbyists themselves. Like they're into the hobby. They know it. And then there's one that I go to and I'll ask and I swear like um, they don't know anything about what's coming or new or like, like they're not a, like into it. They're, they're yes. workers there. Then they, they have a lot of other interests of stuff that are hobby related, but not necessarily RC. Yeah. Um, and um, so you notice the difference between the RC only shops to the full like trains and models. and Right. So one of the conferences I go to is called the National Retail Hobby Store Association Conference. Yep. And it's in Vegas, it's in Vegas every year, and it's a good time. Um, but you see it, it's the, the shops come there because that, that's the name of the convention, right? Right. Um, but the shops all come there, and you see exactly that. You see both sides. Yep. You see the guys who – it was kind of wild. In 2019 was one of the best years. These got I can't tell you how many people came in. They're like, we just bought this existing shop. Like mm. this guy had been into because I don't, I mean, it's still a kind of a norm. If you go into a shop, how many of those shops are owned by people in their forties, even like it's a, it's a minority. Like yeah. they're going to be in their sixties, seventies sometimes. <laughs> like for some reason, like there wasn't a lot of just re, you know, hobby shop turnover with that type of thing. So it was a lot of these older shops, but you start getting these new owners come in and that were excited and would either knew the industry or were actively learning the industry. Yeah. What's news coming out, what people like, what people are asking for and they're listening. Cause a lot of guys like they don't listen. They, someone comes in, they're like, do you have the new axial four wheel steer capper? They're like, Nope, never heard of it. And then that's it. It's just in one ear and out the other. Where other guys be like, someone's asking for that. I'll look it up or learn about it or make sure I have it on order or whatever it is. Yeah. But huge differences in mentalities. And I think it probably comes with just being soured over the years from yeah. dealing with people like you and I. But <laughs> hey, I try to be cool about it. <laughs> I just had one that where that happened where I was trying to get a very, uh, it's actually these uh, hot racing links for uh, okay. a, um, a build, SH24. micro build. Yep. And they had no idea what who hot racing was, and they looked it up and that they could get it and whatever. And I was just like, "Never heard of hot racing, though." Yeah, like oh, I could get by. Um, you know, it looks like they're coming in in March. I'm like, March? Like, no, they're in stock <laughs> places right now. Like, I don't want you to order it for me. <laughs> like, yeah. it turned like, out it, was, it was a different, like some new, different thing. Anyway, huh. just weird, but um, yeah. So it's it's pretty crazy. So you got in, and you you're working with vanquish in case we haven't yep. said who that is and yeah. um making awesome cars I have the phoenix still phoenix still in the box unfortunately i saw yeah. it on your desk i saw it on your social media post i see it i see you know i was doing so it. like i'm ready to get this and do it because everybody you know like I mean, <laughs> well what was cool is you guys announced it and released it same day which made me be like okay now like boom pull, pull the trigger because i can get it well then right. like a bajillion things happened right after that and yeah, so it's oh. the things that you spend your money on that you get to get to first. It seems like exactly oh, a bunch man. of tre- uh, Vitavon stuff waiting to go onto a riff too. about 500, <laughs> 600 bucks of parts in a box. <laughs> yeah, I know how that goes. That's I, 
you know, the other problem that I'll have with like that is like, I'll rebuy things that I already had because I thought I needed them. I was like, Oh wait, Nope. I already bought these and I just haven't put them on yet. Yep. Tires are the worst thing for me. I always think that I'm out of tires. So I'm like, I need to buy more tire. And then I'm just like, and I have them organized. I have an app on my phone with an inventory of things that are new <laughs> in here. And I just don't, I just don't for you it. to do that. I just order it. And I'm just like, oh. it's so uh, quick and easy, yeah. you know, or you're out and about and stop. And I probably I'm always have, ordering. I probably have five of these, but I wasn't sure because I've been using <laughs> yeah. them so much. These aluminum <laughs> steering rods when I was in, uh, at our local shop, I bought that, and I'm just like, mm, I'm just going to get more of these 0.5 spur conversions as well while I'm in there, uh, <laughs> 0.5. And it's just like, I have a case of stuff. When I go in there, there's going to be three other ones, and I'm going to be like, oops, now I've got to buy more <laughs> trucks to put them in. So, yeah, that's that's the breaks. But you have made me buy several things, honestly. Um, back in the day, I got the electronics tray that you used to sell on your oh, old yeah. website. For the SCX-10. So that's when I started watching was all the hop-ups and stuff to do. The deadbolt. Do, yeah. Yeah. Well, I had and the was... Casey Curry one. Yeah, yeah. But it yeah, worked S- the same. Any, yeah. but Same, same. They're just like the new ones. Any, all the same part. But yeah, that was... So... The, that, it was a battery mount relocation. It was the yeah, main part yeah, of it. Was it was a battery and electronics tray type thing. And uh, it was one of those things. It's like it was a solid design, but it was made by a guy local to me. Yep. Um. And he was just, but I wanted to use it in that series. But even then I was just like, this is how much this costs, but I bought it from a local guy. And I was just like, I can't put that in a video if other people can't buy it. So I didn't sell. I was just like, Hey, you should sell those online. And he's like, okay, but how? And I was just like, I'll put it on my website. And it was, all it was, was a landing page on my website. It went to his stuff. I had nothing to do with it. I didn't know when he got an order or anything, but I was just like, people need to get this because he was selling it for like $20, 20, 25 bucks or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid cheap. So I just put it on my website for him and I was like, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was great for people. Um, Funny thing about that is like that design is basically very similar to what we ended up doing on the VS410 chassis kit or the original origin. Yeah, with kit. those separate plates on the yeah. sides. Well, nah. It was one oh no, no on the, the VS4 the chassis kit or the origin. That was one, oh, the was original. one piece as well. Oh. Yeah. Same design basically. I haven't so. seen an origin with the body of, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I knew a guy that had one, but he, we were always running when he had it. I don't think I saw and if he if I did, I think he did take the body off, but he'd done a lot. Yeah, it's to hard it. to tell. So it's hard it's got to a tell. battery in it and everything yep. else is on it. It's just the way yeah. that it is. But yeah, That's that cool. was uh, that same design, basically of battery location, and yeah, exactly. it worked. It definitely it worked, worked. Great, yeah, got things up in the the right spots, and you know the SCX10 back then. Looking at it now, it's just like how far we've come from that. Yeah, but how similar a lot of things still are. Yeah. I'm glad the steering has been, uh, has been addressed because that thing was, it's like driving my yeah. 250. <laughs> yeah. Eventually I'll get around the corner. So <laughs> that's been a learning curve. Um, so you, you also made me buy a vacuum former, um, oh, yes. which has been really, really fun to has play with. I, oh, I've only had it a week and I've, I, how many have I done? So yeah, that vacuum former it funny because that's a local guy as well. Really? To me. Um and just a through a I had got an email from him one day and I was just like, let's just do lunch like tomorrow. Really? It's like, okay. Yeah. And then I you know, I it was I have like three days a week that I don't film, you know. So yeah. it's just like I'm available tomorrow or in two weeks. So let's just do <laughs> <laughs> so let's do lunch. And he's like, okay, let's go. Met up with them, talked about it. They, you know, they used to own a hobby shop here in town that was mainly helicopters. Then started bringing these things in. So I was like, "Yeah, vacuum form." I'm like, "I could do some." Was stuff it Gordon? Like this. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Gordon and he's got a, a partner as well. Uh, and the, you know, yeah. So it's just, but I, they are they're fun. And then you've gone full. I went like, truck. like I went like bodies that I've tried are insane. How many I've been just messing so with. You've got a bunch of these bodies. Yeah. A little max. D. What are you pulling these off of? So here's, here's a zombie one. Oh my, where'd you get the with, arms off of the, the metal one that you buy at, 
it, you can buy metal ones, which we thought we could use for our monster trucks, but they're too heavy. It's so heavy, yeah. So I just unscrew the bodies and vacuum form it. I cut the arms off so I, the mold would work, and then I realized yeah. I could just screw those in with just a servo screw that is, like, tapped, you know, right. threaded. So, man, you can buy these little mini monster trucks in metal? Like so. this. This is a toy. Gotcha. They're 24 scale, and this is a metal... It's super heavy, and so it's just as a mold for. That's a yeah, the perfect. So now, um, for if people don't understand, I know you and I have both posted them on our social media. But God, that looks good too. Uh, these vacuum formers are they're basically a tabletop size. You know, they're uh, eighteen inches by twenty four inches. Yeah, one in the background. Yeah, um, and it's a you put a piece of of uh, you know plastic in it, and then you lift it up. And it's got a heating element above it. And then you have your your buck below it that sits on the, the vacuum table. And once the plastic droops down enough, you just pull the plastic down and hit the vacuum button. And it just shoom. And it's Sucks so much it. fun. Yeah. I've been trying to make them better than just unscrewing them. Yeah, you're starting to do are you starting to make clay them, and stuff like that Yeah, now? just a little clay base there you go. that it'll form around. Yep, that's uh. I so I've got the a, windows uh, going pop. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it would actually <laughs> pop the windows in. It would pull so hard on them. But, yeah, it's cool. I, uh, it is, and it's a you know a whole different type of of area. And I mean, honestly, that's kind of what I like so much about our market. Is I'm a I want to make things all the time. I'm more yeah. of a, I, tools are my favorite thing in the world. Mm. You know, I've got the vacuum former. I've got 3D printers. I've got my CNC here at home um welders and just if it's a cool tool i want it so i watched your stuff because of those tools i remember the first time i saw you 3d print something off i'm like what the crap is that like yeah and then yeah, you i jumped on 3d printing early early yes early early 2012 i got my first 3d printing. wow that's way early and so, so you weren't using yeah. it a lot at the beginning when i was no, watching because they sucked yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I still used it here and there, but even now um, I use it in similar ways. I don't like like the scale little things. The to details. Make, I don't yeah. think that they look good. I, I think that they look like 3d printed items generally. Yeah. And I, that's what I don't like. Um, you know, the guys who spend the time and, and get things sanded and fill it with sanded that. And, and all, that looks good. But like, you, you know, like just using a, I, I just don't like the look of it. Uh, now 3d printers are getting better and better where that is more and more passable that emulsion I, stuff, you know, Oh, Oh, the, the, the resin ones, the resin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but even FDM printers, you know, I've got a Prusa now and like some of the stuff that comes off it, I'm, I'm amazed at how much better the, the quality is now than they, they used to be. Matt told me to buy a Prusa and I didn't. <laughs> Two it's people told me to world. buy a Prusa and I didn't. I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to do it that much. So it's a thousand bucks is a lot to drop. Although I dropped it on that I, <laughs> vacuum former, like not thinking about it, but with the 3d printer, cause I had such bad luck with them before. I was just worried about like, if I spend a thousand bucks and I don't like it still. So I spent right. three fifty, and it's like, so, so, and so now I'm not using it, but if it was working good, would I actually use it all the time? That's exactly it. <sighs> That's the hobby, it's but a, I'm with you about the building stuff. And what I like about this is it opens up doors like what you were doing back in the day for the the crawlers when they weren't mm-hmm. making the stuff for you. You know, and all the people that are coming out with ways that we can make like this is one I just did fully. That's the Max D body that you just did. Yeah, uh, yeah, I popped it and I did his like 2019, 2018. Uh, anniversary edition like they did a huge freestyle at the end of the world finals yeah and uh, he did this awesome matte black so i did a matte black with the glossy black little face and all that right and because you're taking scx 24s and then you're using these these aftermarket chassis to turn you can 3d print a chassis or this is a um this is a carbon fiber and oh no this is a 3d printed one so this is gotcha. actually a 3D printed chassis. I do have one that is <laughs> um, carbon fiber. Yep. Uh, but these are actually the headers off of that toy. After I gotcha. took the body off, I just cut the little engine out of it and uh-huh. uh, just used double-sided tape 
I cut these so they have yeah. a ridge still, and it just sits there like. So you're just modifying a bunch of stuff that is available and making, and dropping them on. Yeah, yeah, because you know, and it's 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 pretty wild to be able to do that. Some of those things, I totally agree. And that, I mean, like that that stuff's turning out great. I will be, I will be very surprised if we don't see some mini monster trucks. They had that ECX one three years ago, and I had tons of views on the video because I freestyled it off of clay jumps I made. Yeah, back for my kids' toys. And um, that's our most viewed video is not an RC video. It's how to make monster jam jumps for the little toy cars you buy at the store. And um, so that's what's funny. <laughs> of our YouTube channel, it's the non-RC yeah. one that's the most viewed. But You know what? My I, Mine is an RC one, but it's like a terrible video of crappy. Uh, just It's wild. It, it really is. <laughs> and you just, you just shake your head. At, yep. It's just like, man. Whatever. <laughs> And I had to market this for kids, so it's not making any money anymore, hardly. But yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah. So you know, being able to make stuff and and help push, and now we're seeing that a lot of people are interested in it. You know, and if it's this many people that are interested in taking the time to build them, and you know, we're paying like that thing cost me six hundred bucks for this. Yeah, for that little mini monster truck, six hundred bucks to, into here in order to, to make it all happen. Yeah. You can yeah. do it for four, but that's a lot of money. You should be able to buy that off the shelf for 250 bucks brushless. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, because you can get a mini, you can get a mini, would be the right price. Mini you know, B for brushless market. for two, yeah. two thirty. So okay. it's not solid axle, whatever it's two wheel drive. So you have that little bit, but it's a small, tiny motor. I mean, I'm paying yeah. under 20 bucks for the motors. Exactly. So it's not an, a huge expense. They should be able to. So, but it's fun to be able to kind of push and drive and say people are interested. And you know, the monster trucks are probably halfway through the the point where you guys were with crawlers, where you started with all the Tamiya. We started with Clodbusters, and they still race right. those. Those are some of the fastest trucks out there. The Clodbuster, yeah, dual motor it, it, on axle, and it's crazy. It's, uh, it is wild. And, you know, monster trucks were always, they're always a thing. It's just the definition of what people call a monster truck, I think, right? That's, uh, you know, every Creighton is it, a monster truck and every, that's exactly, yeah. it. you know, uh, all of those are just considered MTs. Yeah. And so well, they're, and, they're more truggy based than exactly. And I, I get that everyone's, everyone's, you know, monster trucks definitely have the biggest identity crisis, I think. Yeah. You know, that's like, we always call, or people always call it crawling now or, you know, things like that. It's They're just really like, trail trucks. A lot of them. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's got its own identity crisis, you know, scale trucks. It's like, okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you want to call it, but it's, they do, they have, they have their own identity crisis. Well, and that's why we do like solid axle monster trucks is what we, SM, right. so I would call these SMT 24s, like a solid axle monster yeah. truck 24. Yep. But, um, yeah, so it's it's interesting, and I hopefully will take some of that turn that the the crawler because we're definitely getting more scale with stuff. You know, the chassis and you know the axles, like the LMT axles, look so similar to the the ones oh, on yeah, Gravedigger. You know, for sure. So you know, as we see it, it go like that, they're getting more and more scale, and people are starting to actually do interiors. And now there's these guys doing full caged metal ones that are unreal, but. Yeah. Yeah. So. I've seen some of that as well. Seen some cool, some cool builds. I always like tube work and, you know, real metal work. I, I can appreciate that, especially good. There's a huge, there's a huge uh, variety of, of quality of tube work, um, you know, between yeah. finding some real good stuff and finding stuff that looks like people are melting coat hangers together. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's, uh, I, you know, I've got a bunch of tube trucks behind me here. Yeah. Some of them I've made, some of them I've bought. I, I, I still buy a lot of cars. I buy a lot of Vanquish cars. Yeah. <laughs> like, buy back like, like somebody that doesn't yeah, appreciate I, it. And like, I'll take it. Oh, I see one that looks like someone did a really good job on. And I'm just like, I'm going to buy that. Like, <laughs> Gotta have it. I just, or I, I still buy and sell a lot of cars. Yeah. Um, Cause it's an easy way to, to make some, uh, make money, you yeah. know, like they'll find local cars for sale. And I bought one the other day for like 400 bucks. And I, sold it for 700 bucks like just yeah because he was it was too cheap yeah it you know easy way to like fund this ridiculous 
I'm really bad though, because like I'm when I'm done with mine and I want to sell it, it's like it's dirty, it's whatever. I'm just posting it. Like I should take the time to clean it and make it like worth more. But right. I'm just so like I don't have the time. It's just it's I'm selling it as is because I need the space. Is what it becomes. I've, like I've done that a lot as well. Um, and you lose on it. But we saying this in the. I'm going to try and make myself sound as least like a D bag as possible, <laughs> an internet D bag. But some of it now, it's just like if I've done a video on it, all of a sudden that car is worth oh yeah more than it should be yeah, and I can then and I I I'll put it on my website for like if I put it on my website for sale, I guess I have a for sale section on my website where I can yep. just list stuff. I don't have to go through Facebook or whatever. I'll just put it up there. I'll put up the price and I just let it sit. And, or sometimes they don't sit at all. They just sell right away. Yeah. Um, but you can make more money on it. Cause I've done a video on it or yeah. if I've done a bunch of videos on it, Jesus. But, um, think about how much you can make. If you even talked about it in a video being for sale <laughs> and yeah. point people to it, then it might not sit at all. Yeah. It's crazy. So, I've seen some of your stuff for sale. I tried to buy one of them, but it sold out from under me. Yeah. I and remember it's just, what it was. You know, my biggest problem though is that I buy those cars to make money. Like, I'm going to buy this and flip it. And then it sits on my shelf behind me for a year. I'm like, did I don't you know that I was really the most efficient use of, of income? <laughs> did you have a, a Toyota like Ivan Stewart looking I one? I did. Yes, that's I the did. one I wanted. I, that and yellow, it was white, funny and orange. I bought that from Matt. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Bought that Flipped did some his, cleanup on it. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was it was owned by two of us internet a holes and. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny! So, I hate when you come across that way sometimes too. Like, I'm actually a pretty shy person, so like when I'm yeah. at a shop, if I'm not talking to somebody, it's not because like I think I'm better than them and don't want to talk to them. I'm just kind of in my element of like. You know, if somebody comes and talks to me, I'll talk all day with them. But like, sure. I don't go out of my way. Like, hey, what's oh. like? You should know me. Like, oh, kind it, of. You know, it's exactly, so weird. I'm not. I'm not trying to I'm be pretentious that. or anything. It's just like, yeah, That's it's exactly, kind of weird. But I feel like some people get that vibe of like, man, he's just he's real snooty. Like, <laughs> oh no, I'm just like, yeah, I don't. I'm just not a. I don't know. I I've become more outgoing as I've as I've got older. Yeah, but. I'm not that for like my brother is that guy. My brother will just start talking to any, he'll, somehow he can sell somebody something in a, in a store. Like we're here to buy something, Jake. Like, yeah, it, my brother and I are very different in, in those ways. And he is that he'll talk, he'll start talking to anybody and he'll just, and I'm just like, now nah, I'm just, uh, Oh, now if I do it. hear somebody looking at a car and if it's something I've had and they're asking, uh, yeah, I could tell like the, the, worker doesn't know anything about it i'll jump in and like you know help sell it like if it's a cool yeah. car you know like oh yeah i have one of those I, it's amazing i don't say like oh you can watch my video i don't like that but i'll like i'll tell them like yeah that thing's awesome you know if there's an opera like if there's like a real clear like opportunity like that's there's an opening in that conversation maybe i'll do that otherwise <laughs> i usually just shut my mouth and just kind of yeah How's it going? Yep. Every, I've been in full conversation. Like I've been in conversations with people about my videos without <laughs> them knowing it was me. And oh, I've not funny. said anything. Oh, that's funny. Like, I walked away from the conversation and the guy behind the counter at the hobby shop was just like, that's him. And I, <laughs> and I could hear it and I could hear them. One, and I was like, whoosh, right out yeah. the door. Like he, brought up my name from about the video. Cause that's what he was. I had some info. I had some knowledge about this thing and that's I was trying funny. to help, helped him out. He's like, Oh yeah, I saw this video. He's like, Harley did it. And he was doing this and it's like, yep. yep. Yeah. Cool. They had, <laughs> they had videos of mine on at the hobby town one day. Like they used to have on like a YouTube loop and one of mine was playing right. and somebody was talking about it. And I'm like sitting right there <laughs> watching. It has no clue. That I'm like right there. And I didn't say anything. I just kept doing my thing, you know, but it was it's really exactly. weird. Very awkward. <laughs> it's funny, though. Yeah. Well, no, thanks I, for coming on and doing this, man. I don't want to take no too problem. much of your time. We've been yeah, going go over an hour. 
Yeah. And, um, but I'll hopefully have you on again. We'll talk about more stuff yeah. going forward, but, um, this has been a great intro. Everybody knows who you are anyways, that's listening yeah. to this. I'm pretty sure if they're, if they're into RC enough to be listening to a podcast, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they know who you are. Or they absolutely hate crawling. And in that case, right. I was going to say, I was like, they're going to have to really like this very small niche of RC and the. <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in as always. Thanks, Josh, for coming on. And we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks, Johnny.